Hello and welcome into another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. We have an ultra-packed show for you today. We are going to be reviewing a Hulu original film, Palm Springs. We will get you caught up on three weeks of movie and entertainment news in What's Poppin'. And we will wrap up the show with our schoolyard pick of Time Loops. Let's do it. for joining us on another episode of popcorn for breakfast i feel like um ron burgundy when he's like attention everyone i've just been handed a horrifying (laughs) news bulletin because literally as the intro music is playing kirk shows me his watch and TikTok is going away. It's going. It's going, going, gone. I don't know how they can make this official. What did it say? It says President Trump issues executive order forcing sale of TikTok. Forcing the sale of TikTok. <laughs> so there was a lot of issues, right, with that that they were they were taking it's a all Chinese, of our data. Well, it's this is like the sixth viral app that's it's done nonsense. this. So it's, like, why? It's nonsense. It's 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 Chinese. I thought. So how can he force the sale of a Chinese app? He can't. He doesn't own China. No. China owns us. (laughs) Let's be honest. Um, We're their intellectual property. I don't want to get political. That's not us, but I freaking love TikTok. You do. Yeah. I love it, dude. I'm I'm, just call me a zennial. I'm I'm all over it. I really wanted to like TikTok, and maybe I still can. Well, if it stays in the United States, is... I could never get to like the videos that I wanted to see. I always saw like the newest you dance trend. You have to painstakingly curate your for you tra- uh, feed. I'm just gonna log into yours. You have to, yeah. I mean, it takes. It's like anything. It's kind of like YouTube. You have to just slowly teach it what you like. Yeah. You, know? you have to be very careful which videos you watch because it knows how long you watch it. <sighs> and so if you watch a bunch of videos that suck and you're just kind of like waiting till the end, I mean, you got to decide within five seconds, like, nope, don't want it. Yep. I want it. See. And if you really, really like it, you should like it. Subscribe to the person and move on with your life. See what I wanted to do was I just wanted to scroll and scroll and scroll. And I think and that, yeah, I mean, I think you can, I mean, you will get, let's be honest, you will get a lot of teenagers dancing for it's a horrible. while. It's terrible. It's, it's just so dumb. And like grown adults dancing as well yeah it's just and sometimes the dancing is fine whenever it's like a it's a fun dance or something like that but when it's the savage dance over and over and over and over and over again it's like okay that's enough of that i'm done yeah i would get i would get the 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 kids dancing and like get me out of here yes and then i would always like go to tiktok from facebook because i would see tiktok fails i'm like oh this is cringeworthy i'm down and then they were just like awful such yeah. such embarrassment to watch so here's, like, here's the thing about tiktok is like it is much like vine in the sense that a lot of experiential experimental uh-huh. comedy is going on in tiktok yeah and you know that like just do the nature of experimental comedy like 75 percent of it has to be garbage but the 25 percent that's not is really good well that sounds it's just like vine only they're longer videos. So can I, can I pay you to curate my list to my likes? Yeah, sure. Actually, okay. anyone can. Just what, give me your login what, info, and, and I'll just go for what's it. What's your rate? Um, I don't know yet. Okay. 
lots. It's going to be expensive. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know if you want to like take out a second mortgage or refinance something. I don't yeah, know. like a hundred grand or. Yeah, I mean that's probably where I'll end up starting okay. for a year. <laughs> I think probably my yearly rate will be somewhere around there. Um, I think we have a business rate, especially for you. I mean, you're a friend, so I, I'm going to take it easy <laughs> on you. Um, no, but I mean, I want to be able to access TikTok. I mean, can I get a VPN or something like that? Is that will that work? I don't know. I have so much to learn. I feel like I should just run out the door and and, and figure out what needs to happen. I'm I'm super confused again. Why why this is happening? How a sale will be forced on a private yeah, company. I don't especially I don't a Chinese. That. I don't know. I have much to learn. It's not a monopoly, so I don't understand how they can break it up. I, I don't. Yeah, get I don't it at know. All. I don't know. It's it's chaos. Um, well, stay tuned. If next uh, week, if this is somehow your first time listening to this show, you picked a really interesting <laughs> one to start on um, with your co-host Kirk. Hello, hello there. Um, I'm Cam, and and we're your co-host. This is Popcorn for Breakfast. We are super glad to have you. It has been a. a uh, disturbingly large amount of time since our last episode, which aired on July 16th. I was actually listening it, to it today to get caught up on Whoa. where we're at. So what's today? August 6th. Wow. That's a big gap. That's like three weeks. Yikes. It is. Yeah. And so we're not slowing down. Don't be scared. Yeah. I, I mean, we're not slowing down. I did feel a little bit like I was cheating on the podcast in a way because I put so like you and I both put so much brain power towards this on a regular basis to, not record an episode for three weeks felt a little bit wrong. Like you mm. put your pants on backwards or something like that. For, exactly. Yeah. And uh, no, we're not slowing down. We just, you know, life happens. We, you know, Kirk and I are both in the, somehow both in the midst of job changes at the same time. We are. That's odd. Um, we both got new jobs within within a two week period. So <laughs> yeah. I, I start at the beginning of this week. You start the beginning of next yeah. week. Yeah. So there's that. We're getting prepped and ready for that. Um uh, you went on a socially distanced Airbnb vacation. I did, yeah. To lovely somewhere in Alabama. That's right. <laughs> so that that's cool. Um, yeah, so we're just chilling, and now we're back. So I feel good. I feel, I feel better here than I did last week away from you guys. Yeah, I had a little stage fright when we first sat down, but then we... You're we like, all, oh, I forgot. How do we do this? And But then I always remember, it usually takes us an hour from the time we sit down to the time always. we start recording. <laughs> Why? I don't know, but it always does. I, every time I'm like, I feel really prepared for this episode, and then I just like fiddle around on my computer for an hour <laughs> trying to figure stuff out. Me too. Um, anyway, it's 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 been a, a long time, but we've been doing stuff. I've been... Um, watching Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blast from my childhood. Um, everybody's all over it. I was getting a little bit of FOMO because everybody on Twitter was like talking about Avatar and they like came up with an acronym for it. It's like ATLA. Avatar Whoa. The Last Airbender. And I was like, hey guys, I watched this when it was on the air when I was like 11. You guys need to back off. This is my childhood. Um, but then one of our listeners, Kelsey, friend of ours uh, mm -hmm. mentioned the show and I was like you know what it's time I have to go back into it because everybody's enjoying it I can't not and I have to tell you you always wonder there's always a concern when you go back and watch something from your childhood uh, man I went back and watched the movie we're back with John Goodman as a dinosaur ouch <sighs> I, I mean I loved that movie as a kid holy crap is that a bad and horrifying film yes it is um, anyway so I was a little worried that there would be some of that going on no it's really good Avatar is really good. If you haven't watched it, um, it's a great like gateway drug into anime as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I highly recommend it. Also, 
Oh, go ahead. Did you watch the whole series when it was on? Like I did. I'm sure you probably missed an episode here or there because you're, no, you're I mean, a we kid. had TiVo. Oh, it came on when you when you were that old. It was old. like yeah, yeah. It was okay. like whenever I was like 11, I think 11 ish. We had just nice. gotten TiVo. I never had TiVo. Just skip straight to man AT and T U verse. I'll never forget. Um, my my parents were like family family uh, discussion. We yeah. had to have a family meeting, and I was like what did the dog the dog's not dead and i don't think you guys are pregnant because that would be late for, <laughs> for that to happen and so i was very concerned that something happened now mind you i've only had like five family meetings in my life mm-hmm. and one was a ceiling fan the dog is gonna die uh, i mean i know my sisters had a family meeting about my my forthcoming birth whenever i was okay you know in utero uh-huh um and then TiVo, I think, was the next one. And then the ceiling. There was a ceiling fan meeting. There was a ceiling fan meeting. Maybe you weren't. I was there for a ceiling. Oh, fan there meeting. was a kitchen counter meeting. Was there, there a, was okay. one where it was? Yes, there was. I was family there. meeting. These are quartz countertops. You can't put anything <laughs> hot on them, even though they look like granite. And I don't remember a ceiling fan meeting. You must have. You might have been away getting your master's degree. Wow. Pants. If I if they uh, had a family meeting without me, then I I don't know what my powers are, but I feel like I should get to overthrow something. You should have FaceTimed you in or conference. I should call just or something. force like a hostile takeover, like in succession <laughs> or something. So you got TiVo. TiVo. Yes, yeah. we got TiVo, and so I watched it there. I didn't miss an episode because I could record. That's it. awesome. Yeah. Um, also, huge breaking news. For me personally, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I like, didn't mean to get you excited. There, I like lost my mind for a second. Kirk, Kirk's eyes lit up like I've never seen before. <laughs> no, just for me personally. You know, I've been whining like a ginormous baby about HBO Max and and the, its lack of availability on the Fire TV and what's the other one? Uh, Roku. Roku. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which still is an outrage. Don't get me wrong; still an outrage. Still is. Um. But I was playing on my PlayStation, Kirk, and wouldn't you know, there was an ad for HBO Max, and I thought, the little light bulb on my head, I thought, I am so dumb <laughs> to think that, to, to forget that there are TV apps on PlayStation. And so I got to download HBO Max on my, on my PlayStation, I've been yeah. watching Doom Patrol. Oh, man. It's been great. That's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. So you've got your PlayStation set up there in your living room. Yes. In the, in the front, is your living room or family room? It's my living room. Living room. Okay, gotcha. We don't have a family room yet. Okay. You don't? No, I think... So we're getting our basement finished, and I envision... I don't know why, but I envision that the basement entertainment space will be called the family room. But I don't know what defines that. Yeah, what qualifies it, right? Because I always thought that the family room is the room that you spend the most time in, and the living room is the cleaner, you know, gathering... It's more formal? Yes. Yes, so it's hard. It's a good question because I would think that, so I like the definition based on how much time you spend in it. Okay. Because I think that that's probably true. Though conventional wisdom would almost make you think that the living room should be the area that you spend the most time in because it's the living room (laughs) and you live there in the room. Yeah. Also, I would say that remembering back to my childhood, if we were going to watch like, a movie, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, you remember the big, the big, big, big screens in your house that were like twenty inches deep. <laughs> yeah, they were five. They were they were sixty five. inches across, but they were also eighty inches deep. It was insane. <laughs> 
And that's you went into that room, and I feel like that TV was in. Well, in my house, it was the living room, and that was the cleaner room that no oh, one went see, to. In that in that TV in my house has always been the family room. Okay, gotcha. That's why I'm confused. <laughs> see, they're they're like intermixed here. Here's what we need to do on social. We need to take a picture of two rooms. Yes. And be like. Which one of these rooms are you calling the family room? <laughs> and once you pick one, the other one is automatically the living room. Because yes. I'm intrigued by this. Yeah, it's it's pretty bonkers. I, I wonder how many other people had these two defined, or did they call it something else? You know, I don't know. Whatever that might be. You know, I've been living without a family room for my, most of my adult life now, so I don't even remember. I don't even know why I automatically assume that this new room will be called the family room. But what is your front room of your house called, Cameron? Well... <laughs> it's, a, it's an excellent question. I call it, okay, don't turn your nose up at me because I know this sounds super snobby. Is it's it not the meant sitting to, room? No, it's meant to, I've been calling it the parlor. The parlor? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, the parlor next to uh, the bathroom and the Ryan, kitchen. Ryan calls it the small library, which <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know if that's more or less pretentious, but there is a room at the front of my house that has no television, which like... What a waste of a room. <laughs> Let's be honest. It has... Just demolish that part of your house. <laughs> it just has bookshelves in it and the couch. Yeah, that's a parlor. I think it's the parlor. Or a... Sm- the I drawing mean, room. The drawing room. <laughs> Maybe. And then when, when you have people over... <laughs> when you have people over, and tea, have scones and tea and, and coffee, and then you say, shall we go in? And you mm-hmm. go into the, yes. the kitchen where you eat. That's how I envision it. We actually... Um, with the first time we actually had people over at the house... That's exactly how it went down. Oh my gosh. We they sat in the entry room for a little while while we waited for people to gather. And then once they got there, we moved. So wow. Maybe that, that's, that's a parlor. That's one hundred percent. All right. Well, this has been uh, room definitions <laughs> on popcorn for breakfast. I'm seriously gonna post I think I'm on social tomorrow. You are. I need picture of two rooms and you and I will have to select the pictures. Yes. And determine our stance on it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not even sure you and I would agree on what's a family room and what's a living room. I think the jury's out on it. I don't know what's going to happen. It's, it's it going to be, be interesting. Tense. It's going to be tense. Guys. But yes, my PlayStation is in my living room. When my basement gets finished, I believe it will move to the family room, <laughs> which will have the bigger TV. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I'm so confused. Um, anyway, so that's that. Um, what else do we have to cover? It's been three weeks. There's so much. feels like. Oh, um... Oh, go. I got you one. Go. Yes. I started drinking coffee. No, you didn't. I did. No, you didn't. I did. Did you have a coffee today? I did. Okay. All right. I've had a coffee every day for three weeks now. What? Yes, man. So I. What? My, Who are you? <laughs> I've not. I've tried coffees here and there. You know, the world loves coffee, and yeah. I have always like cast myself against it because I didn't understand it. Couldn't find a drink that I liked. Uh-huh. And my new job has like a a small like if if you went into Starbucks and grabbed a machine off the shelves, they mm-hmm. have one of those okay. to like grind the coffee right then and there. So I'm like, well, they all drink coffee. If yeah. I want to fit in, I better drink coffee. So I started drinking coffee. Okay, cool. It's so you're fantastic. a sheep. You're just How a dare sheep. you? You're a sheeple. <laughs> How dare you? I'm part of the resistance, the counterculture. That's I don't right. drink that crap. That's right. Well, I mean, I drink a mocha. That's all I drink. So Ooh. it's... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Put All a little right. bit of coffee in there. Put a little does, of does your syrup. foam look like a leaf or something like that? Um, always. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> You're totally that guy. Whatevs, man. 
You're. I feel like you're abandoning me with all the non-coffee drinkers. I just need you to catch up and get on my level, man. There's no chance. <laughs> Though I could use much more caffeine in my life. Yeah. I'll say that. And coffee, as I understand it, is very good for that. Apparently, I will say... There's the, there's less of a crash than the soda that I that I there's drink. less of a crash. I feel like it. I feel like there would be more of a crash because you're yeah. getting more caffeine. Well, I also take a nap in my son's bed every night when I put Is him this... to bed. <laughs> that's not a nap if it's at eight p.m. That's like pre-sleep. <laughs> and then I get up at like eight thirty, and then I clean the house, and I go to bed after that. Your life confuses me. I, like All of that makes no sense to me, but that's fine. There's part one to my day <laughs> leading up to that nap at 8 p.m. I'm going to do my pre-sleep sleeping <laughs> to get my body ready for a long sleep. That's right. And then I'm going to clean the house. Yes. I don't. I can't understand it. Um, also, well, maybe that's because there's sugar in soda, so maybe the crash that you get is from the sugar. Must be. Instead of like okay. straight up caffeine from the... Koa koa beans. Yeah. Do you feel like say. your heart is like pumping a thousand million miles per hour now that you're a coffee drinker? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. I feel like, you yeah. know, I used to like, it used to take me to like 11 o'clock in the afternoon, in the morning, I guess, to like really feel like I was awake. Uh huh. And now I can feel awake within 30 minutes after drinking coffee. Okay. It's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's an accelerant for sure. All right. Well, I mean, congrats to you. I mean, if it makes you happy, that's fine. Thank I mean, you. I think, you know, if you want to be a sheeple and drink <laughs> coffee like everybody else, that's fine, <laughs> whatever. Um, okay, well, that's that. We covered a lot. I think we covered three weeks worth of nonsense in, yeah. that, in that whole bit. Um, so we're going to move ahead to my favorite segment, What's Poppin'? But we've got to, we've got to, oh, hold on, go. Ha-ha, <laughs> no more mouth popping, Kirk. You know, I'm very thankful for Are you? This. I was worried that you were going to be sad. Like I got replaced. Yeah, you're going to be like, what? Like, how dare you? That's see, pretty pure. See, now you can say, say so say it like in a, in like a, a 1970s d- DJ on the radio and say like, it's time for what's popping and play it while you say it. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't, you can do it. A 1970s yeah. DJ. I don't know. Radio that, DJ, yeah. I don't know that I have that. Here, I'll go my, first, yeah, then you, you go. Yeah, you go. Hey, guys. It's time for... <laughs> I'm not doing this. What's popping? <laughs> nope. You do did it. enough for both do of it. us. I'll push the button. Go ahead. <laughs> Come on. I can't do Come it. Come on. I'm laughing. Do it. We're not moving <laughs> Is on. Is that what a 70s DJ sounds like, Kirk? <laughs> they go, hey, guys, it's time for what's popping. Well, yeah, because they were like smoking in the studio, right? That was perfect, by the way. Thanks. You wow. nailed it. Um, okay. Well, it is time for what's popping and we actually have a bunch of news to cover. Um, no, we don't. <laughs> I'm lying. <laughs> we don't. I just like, I wish we did. I'm so tired of this stupid pandemic, man. <laughs> you know how sad of a year it's been for movies? The I mean, like, like no diss at all, but like, I don't even know. Like, I, I think I've said that Spike Lee's movie, The Five Bloods, was my favorite movie of the year so far. Yeah. And I keep thinking that it's like March because <laughs> yeah. there should have been some summer blockbuster that I liked more than that. You know, last like year. Like Tenet. Like Tenet. Yeah. Stinking Tenet. Last year, I remember we had a conversation uh, either off, off, the, off the air or on the air where we discussed this year, like 2019, was so good for films. No, we so talked many. about on this podcast multiple times. Okay. And then so good. We just said, how are they ever going to top it? 
well, I guess they just need to take a break. This year is so bad for film. Yeah. It's so bad. And what's funny is like all of this was recorded and they're, you know, they're, they post-produced all that stuff and they're, and they're shipping it out. So like they all knew that this bad content was coming out like Hollywood yeah. secretly did. So like, what's up with that? Yeah. It's just like, well, it's just like, I think we have almost the same amount of bad content, but all of the bad content is still rolling out uh-huh. because people aren't worried about losing money on it. They're just like, let's pump it out there and see what happens. But all of the good content is being jealously guarded. That's true. And that's what's frustrating. So there's like no balance. Like we get something good every now and again, you know, the five bloods was one of them. But old guard was pretty good. Old guard was okay. I mean, it was okay. Yeah. But we don't get anything like, we don't get as much great content in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Like, Right now, it's the first week of August. In in a normal year, we would be swimming in blockbuster films, mm-hmm. and we'd be killing it, dude. We'd be, we'd be reviewing big giant movies that people care about. We'd have double double film reviews, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this time last year, we were drowning in movies. We didn't know what to do. We didn't know oh, which one are we going to see this week. Well, we had too many. We options. We had to cut some. Yeah, big movies this year. It's like everything we're watching is on Netflix or Hulu, which is fine, but it's it's just not the same. So anyway, um, to have some semblance of normalcy, this news story I'm legit super excited about just announced today. Kirk. Yes. John Wick. Lay it on me. Five. What? That's right. John Wick 5 is a thing, and it's happening. They're skipping number four? No, four's happening. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> four, so four was the one that was supposed to come out. On your birthday. On my birthday next year. Mm-hmm. Don't remind me. <laughs> I'm still very upset about it because it was going to come out the same day as Matrix 4 and it was going to be Keanu-thon on my birthday. And I'm still very sad about that. That would have been epic. John Wick 4 is coming to theaters Memorial Day weekend 2022 because it will shoot next year. But it was announced today, according to Deadline, during a Lionsgate Investors phone call that John Wick 5 will start recording at the same time as John Wick 4. They're going to record simultaneously, which I think is what they did for 2 and 3. Maybe I'm wrong. I think think they did, though, because those came out, like, really close together. Well, if they did, keep doing it. I know, right? (laughs) Because 2 and 3, all of them have been great, but... So many times they do film... They film um, sequential movies back to back, you know, like sequels, but, and they're not good. (laughs) Like one's good and one's terrible, right? But yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean was uh, on that front, though. All of the sequels of that was, well, I mean, I think um, Hunger Games did that as well. They they filmed it straight through. There's been a number of movies like, I think even Matrix did that. I think two Uh and three were filmed so close. This one, if they already did two and three like that, I I believe they did. I believe they did. So, man, I'm so jazzed. I, I gotta say, like, as much as I love John Wick, I never thought it was going to be a five-film series. I mean, not very many things are. No. And and so fast. I mean, the first one came out what, like 2014, 2016? I can't remember, but it wasn't that mm-hmm. long, it wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. So the fact that like by 2024 almost certainly we will have five is wild. I'm loving it because we'll need something to cure the terrible things that we're seeing now. Yes, it's true. We will need a we'll need a um, palate cleanser. Yes, that's it. And no better power palate cleanser than Keanu Reeves 
shooting a thousand people <laughs> at point blank range. I wonder if they <laughs> if they think about that. If they're like, all right, so like, what's the highest body count in any movie ever? Oh, all they right. have to. Well, John Wick Four has to beat that, and John Wick Five has to beat. I that. think they must think about that because I think they they want John Wick to be like the coolest of all the guys, and he is. I mean, Rambo's got to be up there in body count, right? Oh yeah. Rambo's just laying people to waste. Absolutely. Um, man, at this point, I'd rather have John Wick. I just think he's a little bit cleaner than Rambo. I'm going to look up highest body count. Yeah, movies. let's do that. So John Wick 5 is a thing. Here's the next one. I know we're going to have lots to talk about on this. Mulan. We've been kind of waiting to see what was going to happen here with these Disney releases at the end of the year. Mulan, the live-action remake, is coming to Disney Plus September 4th. But... You have to rent it, and it'll cost twenty nine ninety nine, mm-hmm. which means you're not only paying twenty nine ninety nine for it, you also have to be a Disney Plus subscriber. Mm-hmm. So, in how much is that? Seven dollars? Yeah, seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine. Yep. Youch, <laughs> that's intense for a rental. I mean, that's that's rough. It's really um, just a stab at anyone who was who bought into Disney Plus, you know? I guess here's I guess I don't know. I don't know how they swing this. I mean, they have to make they have to make money. But could the could the rental then this is what I don't know. Does the rental as soon as you pay the 29.99 then become a part of your Disney Plus user platform? No, it does not. It's a rental. It's a true rental. That's stupid. Yeah, and, and it's it's so interesting because I think anytime that there is a seismic shift in any business landscape, you wait for the big guy to do something. Mm-hmm. You wait for them to do something. And we've seen Universal, you know, Trolls World Tour, and then Universal had the agreement with AMC with, for the 17-day movie window. You've seen that happen. But everybody's been waiting to see what Disney does. And Disney, in my opinion, is taking a huge risk, which is an interesting... so. Here's why I say that. Mulan, to me, is an easy billion dollars. Yes? Yes. I think if it goes to the box office under normal conditions, that movie makes a billy. Keep in mind, Aladdin made a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay? And Mulan, by by the millennial generation, I think is more loved than Aladdin, based on what I see on social media. Stop. No, I do. I think, I think that there is a generation that's slightly younger than us. Okay. Just slightly. Still millennials, but younger. Hmm. that love that movie and i love that movie but i mean it's not it's not aladdin it's not lion king to me mm-hmm. but it is really good it's a close it's they're they're close so they're to close. me i think it's a billion dollar movie no no problem okay so they're saying goodbye to the theater instead of just postponing 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 mm-hmm. right and they're saying we think people want to see it so much that they'll pay a premium price after already subscribing to our platform and I don't know if they're just trying to prove the viability. Like this is a risk that they've calculated and it's worth taking. Like they're trying to they're trying to prove out like is this a viable business option for us going forward? Because I'll tell you right now, if Mulan generates as much revenue as it could have in theaters, the game is over. Yeah. It's over. And Black Widow will be right 
behind it. Yes. You know it will. Oh, easily, because it'll double, if not triple, in revenue. 100%. In, in one, and they probably get new subscribers from Black Widow. Easily. Think about that. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're getting new subscribers from Mulan. I bet your bottom dollar they would get new subscribers for Black Widow. That has to be their calculated risk, because I, I bet you they had a surge in subscriptions when Hamilton dropped of free trial subscriptions. You're correct. Well, they're up to 60 million subscribers mm-hmm. right now. So then, I mean, it makes sense for them to do it, but there needs to be some kind of gift to it if you are an already paying c- customer uh, uh, that's paying the subscription month to month. I like your idea. So like, pay, I'll pay the $30, but then it's mine. You know, Yeah, I then think that's fair. It's it's in my catalog. Yeah, I think that's more than fair. Then you can watch it anytime. Because my kids, okay, Trolls, we rented it. Trolls 2, not great. So we, we rented Trolls 2 World Tour. And they wanted to watch it over and over. Well, it was a one-time rental. Yeah, that's tough. Thank, toughy. Thank goodness. Toughy, yeah. But Mulan has potential to be better than that. It should be better than that. Should be. And it's it's Disney, and they, ha- they have the story down. So why can't I watch that over and over? I, yeah, I, I mean, I like that idea. And I would certainly want that to be the case with Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, they're going to wait as long as they can on Black Widow. Yes. But I'm telling you right now, if somehow Mulan generates a billion dollars in revenue from this model, Black Widow is hitting Disney Plus the next month. It will. It will. 100% mm-hmm. there. So it just seems like a really odd move for a company who's hemorrhaging cash right now because their their investors are scared because the parks are not generating revenue right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're open, but they're not generating the same level of revenue because they have to cap the capacity and all that stuff. And frankly, they shouldn't be open, let's be honest. Correct. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, I think for them to just be like, let's swing big on Mulan, which was going to be a billion-dollar revenue getter for them, is um, it's an interesting choice for our new CPO, uh, our new CEO, uh, Bob Chappick. I mm-hmm. think it's going to, I think it's, it, it might be a defining move for him early on. But hey, you know, sometimes you got to push your chips all in and say, what can Disney Plus do for us? as a revenue generator. I also don't see how this doesn't tick off the theaters in a major way, which, I mean, I know Disney has really good relationships with the theaters because they bring tons of cash through their door, but I'd be shaking in my boots right now if I was a theater owner. Yeah. Because you know if Disney makes money off of this, it's over for you. (laughs) It's over. (laughs) Any local, you know, independent chain or just independent single standing building, you're gone. Yeah. I'm going to call that they don't make close to a billion off of it. I don't think they can. You don't think they will? You know, it has a lot of stuff against it because the main actress had some controversial political views. Mm. Um, That's never good. In favor of the wrong thing. And I don't remember what was the wrong thing over there. Something with the police. Oh, it was about Hong Kong? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, CCP or something. I don't know. Anyway, she, she tweeted out. So that could work against her in the movie, but... At the end of the day, it's Mulan. So yeah, we'll we'll keep you. Guys well, I think the other question that. is too. Like, does this model only work for kids' movies right now during quarantine? Mm. Yeah. Because parents are like, oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, it's something new, please. Which I get. I get if that's the case. I get it. Yeah, because that's a great point. Because you know, all these movies are coming out for us to watch that were already filmed and post production yep. and and rolling out. But kids' movies, no, far and few between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to watch. I mean, we will we will buy it. Probably we'll probably have Z's it and watch it together. If I we had will. to guess, because we'll do that for you guys. That's how we roll. That's right. We'll sink the money into it. Um, okay, next one. 
Deadline is also reporting, they were the ones who dropped the John Wick bomb. They're on fire. <laughs> they are also reporting that up-and-coming director Nia DaCosta has been tapped to direct, wait for it, Captain Marvel 2. Yeah, so Nia DaCosta joins the MCU family. If you don't recognize that name, it's okay. She's she's new, um, but she's making a big-time impression around Hollywood. She directed a film, uh, a Western, actually, like a Western crime heist movie uh, with Tessa Thompson in it. Oh, Tessa Thompson and Lily James, which, like, yes, please, oh, wow. um, called Little Woods. And it was highly critically acclaimed. It's been on my watch list for a long time. Haven't got a chance to watch it. It is now at the top of my watch list. I can tell you that much. Um, but people were so impressed with her work on that film that uh, Jordan Peele, you know, or George. Yeah, did I say that right? Who's that? Do you, who's Jordan Peele? I said that right. Oh, man, my brain, <laughs> my brain farted for a second. No, but, you nailed it. Yeah, if you know Jordan Peele, you know Get Out. He tapped her to direct his Candyman remake that he's fronting, um, which I think comes out this year. Yeah, it does come out this year, or who the heck knows, but <laughs> supposed to come out this year, so that's huge news. And now she drew the attention of the MCU, which is massive. Um, Little Woods is now streaming on Hulu. Oh, well. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm all over it, bud. Um, definitely definitely checking that one out. We might have to watch that one together, too. I don't know. Maybe tonight. You do anything? <laughs> <laughs> Just reporting, recording a podcast. I don't okay. know. What about you? Um this is an interesting move, I think, for a lot of reasons. First of all, good on Marvel. This is a diverse hire and something that they said they were committed to. This will be the first um, black female director in the MCU. So kudos to them. That's very exciting. It's always interesting when you get a newcomer on a big movie because this is a big movie. Mm -hmm. um, Captain Marvel generated a billion dollars in box office revenue. So sequeling a billion dollar movie is always a big deal. And so to go with an up and coming director is always a little bit exciting because it feels like, I don't know, there's an element of unknown, you know, when you get a, when you get a tried and true director, um, you know, like the John Favreau's of the world, you sort of know what you're getting to an extent. Mm -hmm. um, this will be exciting. I think she's, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good because Captain Marvel one, while good, and this is my, totally my opinion, just sort of lacked like a punch a calling card it, it yeah. lacked its own impression i don't feel like it leaves an impression the only real impression i got from it was man brie larson and samuel l jackson have great chemistry and we're so good together yes but as far as like memorability it just doesn't really have that and she's a great character it just it just i don't know you know what i mean that that move you're exactly right that that movie was very well made had a great story. Had, yeah. Had great gags. Checks that, a lot that of boxes. Landed. Yeah. Um, yeah. What What was What was the lasting memory on it? Um, just Just the acting. I know. There's just like not much of a reason to go back and watch it. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, while you know, and, and Marvel does this, they switch up directors on sequels, which has always done really well for them. I mm -hmm. think personally. Um, so I think this is a a good call. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I think it will be good. I hope she goes a little more out there. I think they have to go a little more out there thinking Guardians of the Galaxy Thor Ragnarok kind of vibe is where they need to go with this. Yeah. Um, because I think we, we've we already talked about it. We think the in MCU is going to go more interstellar in the future. You know, you've got the Eternals, which are very space-based. 
I think Nova yeah. will come in the future. I think they're trying to go to space a little bit more, so it needs to be cool. I think they'll have the opportunity to kind of do a, a Captain America, Steve Rogers thing, right? Because she was mm. taken away, had amnesia. She's coming back, but now it's the 2000s. You yes. know? So I think they have an opportunity to do a little bit of that. Like, what's that mean? You know, th- those jokes always play well because you're like, <laughs> you don't know what Apple is. Well, <laughs> silly. <laughs> right. You know, so I think this one could be really special. I- I'm most interested in how how directors who only have a couple things under their belt, they get these giant movies. Yeah. Like, who do they know? How, what creative rooms were they in that they weren't, like, credited for that they shot right. to the top of everyone's list? It's so fascinating to me. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you make, and I haven't seen Little Woods, but like I said, I want to. I guess if you make a movie that's just, like, eye-catching enough, people are like, her, I want her. Yeah. You know, because that's what it sounds like um, Jordan Peele did. He was like, yes, yeah. you <laughs> yes. is who I want. And if Jordan Peele likes your style, you're doing something right. I mean, for sure. And and I guess she interviews super well, too. I don't know. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I, I like New Blood on the director side. Me it's too. always good to have new directors, um, especially in the MCU. Mm-hmm. It'll, be, it'll be exciting. Okay. So that's Nia DaCosta getting the director role in Captain Marvel 2. So that's exciting. Last bit of news, really. Um, real story, I guess, is that Pixar announced their upcoming film, which is going to be called Luca. It's going to be coming to theaters next summer, July or June 18th, 2021. Um, Interesting. Wait. Yeah. (laughs) What? I I thought, isn't Soul Pixar? Yeah. Are they coming? Wait, they have two movies like coming soon? Yeah. Yeah, no, they've started doing like um, November and then a summer release right after it. That's been, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, keep going. Well, and they already had Onward this year too. So That's they, right. They do a schedule, I think, now where they go, let me make sure I get this right. They go like, because Coco did this too. They go like March, November, yeah, then the summer, and then back to the cycle. So they do like three oh. movies in two years now. I think wow. that's, the, that's the scale they're on. Okay, what's this movie about? Um, so this movie, first of all, looks they sh- they shared like a storyboard for it, or or like one little screen grab, and it looked really cool, really colorful, very cartoony. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, reminiscent of Moana almost with color palettes and stuff like that, even though that's not Pixar. Um, but the movie is about Luca, who is a who's a kid who's kind of enjoying his childhood in Italy. You know, like doing lots of stereotypical Italy things like riding (laughs) motorbikes around and eating gelato and pasta and stuff like that. But he's like best friends with the sea monster. Oh yes. Now I remember. remember Yeah. And like, I I don't know if it it almost seems like the sea monster can be a human, like can turn itself into a human or something like that. I don't know. We don't really know a ton about it, but it seems very interesting. And I know people love Pixar. So the screenshot in my mind, the screenshot looks like a video game. It looks like, for any video game nerds out there, it looks like Legend of Zelda Wind Waker Okay. to me. Just very cartoony, very stylized, very colorful. I like it. Maybe that's who it's to catch. So like, you know what? We could we could really do a new angle because that, that game is huge. Mm-hmm. Huge. Yeah. Our nephews play it all the day long. They talk about it all yeah. the time. <laughs> Well, I think they're playing Breath of the Wild right now, but it's still Zelda. Nah, I get confused. <laughs> There's a million Zelda games, but yes. I mean, they play Wind Waker too, but I'm just saying. Um, so yeah, it, it looks very interesting, and I like the plot. Sea Monsters, it's a nice little curveball, so I'm excited about that one. Neat. Okay, 
Um, and then the the thing I don't even call this news anymore. Everything's delayed forever. Okay, <laughs> Star Wars. I didn't even know there was. I didn't even know that we had dates for a Star Wars movie, and they're like. Oh yeah, you know those Star Wars movies that were supposed to come out two years from now? Delayed. <laughs> Avatar 2, delayed, which is like hilarious. Yes. Um, that movie will never come out. Let's no. just book it. That, that's never happened. Just shutting it down. <laughs> just, all Avatar sequels have been canceled. I mean, like that and New Mutants are like the running joke. Dude, the New Mutants makes me laugh so hard every time. <laughs> if they get delayed again, I think the internet will actually explode. That movie was supposed to premiere in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Maisie Williams is like multiple years older than when they shot that. Like noticeably so because she was a child when they shot it. And yes. now is like an actual adult. I can't. Can you imagine the red carpet for that? <laughs> It's going to be great. Um, yeah, Tenet. <laughs> Tenet. <laughs> I'm crying. So now they say September 3rd. We Can we just be honest with ourselves? Why are we doing this? Christopher Nolan, just stop because they're going to push it back. Just stop. Just do, it, do an indefinite thing. Just make it indefinite. You know what you should do? The day after the vaccine is released, just put it then. Just <laughs> be drop like, hey, it I think then. we're going to put the movie out. I don't know. But they are releasing it overseas first, I think. Which sucks. Oh. It means people in other countries will see it before us. It means they can spoil it. They can't. It's not like we can even go there. Our passports have been shut down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't leave the country. It. I would. It. I would fly. I would absolutely fly. Me and you charter a flight to the UK to yes. go see Tenant. I'm down. Yeah. So I'm. I'm sad. I'm very sad. Everything is delayed. Everything. So. But yeah, let's just do indefinite. We know that the theaters aren't going to be open September third. No chance. There is no way in this world. I don't even, I'll be honest, bold prediction. Maybe not that bold. There's no way we see Black Widow in theaters this year. No. Not because in we can't get it under control. The, the virus is just still doing its thing. So what are the odds that, I know it's November or whatever, so we still have time, but come on. But guys, dude. we're in August. <laughs> it's been five months, okay? <laughs> it's been five months. Ugh. Anyway, this concludes the sad part. <laughs> the reality check. I need to play the um, Price is Right, You Lose music. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. That was actually pretty good. Because, um, yeah, that's 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 how we end every news segment. Is It's like in Toy Story whenever he's like, oh, and by the way, the birthday party is today. And everybody's like, what? Yes. It's like that. It's like, oh, by the way, everything's delayed. Yes. We hate everything. Okay. Let's do our movie review. Okay. We're reviewing a Hulu original film. We've never done this before. This is super fun. Yeah, Hulu. Good good on you, Hulu. You go, Glenn Coco. <laughs> We're excited for you. You know, I thought Hulu was only good for watching the entire series of ER chronologically. <laughs> Who knew, right? I mean, But it's back. Yeah, Hulu also has Parasite. Don't look now, but Hulu oh, has exclusive right. streaming rights to Parasite. That's yeah. pretty huge. And Itania, which I have still not sat down and watched. Yeah. Maybe tonight. Why, why is everything tonight? You're like, let's just do it tonight. If we doing anything tonight, I'm like, dude, it's Thursday night, bro. I'm not, not going to sit down and watch I, Tanya with you. Come on, please. No, no, not now. Maybe this weekend. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> Friday. I don't know. Anyway, we're reviewing Palm Springs. This is a movie starring Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti or Milioti. Mm. Let's say Milioti. It's Miliotti. probably Milioti. I didn't look it up, but it's probably Milioti. Milioti. She's Italian. Milioti. Yeah. Okay, yep. great. Um, yeah, this is an interesting movie. I get to synopse it, so I'll do that now. Um, it is like a Groundhog Day type movie where there is a time loop situation happening. on the So the same day is looping over and over again for some people. And it is 
the wedding day of some people, a mutual acquaintance of a couple of people who are stuck in the time loop. Mm -hmm. And one of those people is Andy Samberg's character, Niles. And another one of those people is Kristen Milioti's character, Sarah. So that's basically the whole premise. It's just around like, you know, typical time loop shenaniganry. We've seen enough movies like this to know. I mean, Groundhog's Day is one of Groundhog Day is one of them. Um, Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow. Yep. That movie's one of them. Oh, uh, there's like this weird horror film. Uh, yeah, like uh, Happy Death Happy Day. Happy Death Day. Yeah, yeah. And Happy Death Day 2. To <laughs> Happy Death Day to you. There it is. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're this is not an unfamiliar concept, but just because it's uh, some a concept that we know doesn't mean they couldn't have done something new with it. So now we're going to dive into our review. And I will kick it off. My Oscar goes to... Miss Kristen Milioti. Hey-o. Yes. If you don't recognize the name of this actress and you've seen How I Met Your Mother, she is the mother from How I Met Your Mother. Spoiler alert. <laughs> no, you, you don't. You can't spoiler alert How I Met Your Mother. It's you like a billion years old. I, I don't know, man. Just, no. I'm just trying to be cautious. I mean, you also said it after I already said it. <laughs> so it doesn't help anybody. Um, but yeah, she was also in... Um, the Wolf of Wall Street, and she was really good in The Wolf of Wall mm-hmm. Street. So I do, I'm surprised that she doesn't get more roles, but I was really happy to see her in a leading capacity here. I thought she was fantastic. I thought she was really good. Um, she sort of has... She sort of just has built-in character to her appearance because she has, you know, large eyes and just a very distinct look to her. So in in that way, I think it can be hard for people like that to get leading roles because like once they're in something, people only see them as that <laughs> kind of like how I said, she's the mother from how I met your mother. <laughs> That's it. Um, so that makes it hard, but she did so great and she really carved out a nice role for herself and one that it, you know, this whole movie and I was going to get to this later, but I I'll say it now because it helps emphasize how good of a job she did this. The whole, the whole movie is very simple, but very profound. And her character is sort of the microcosm of that essence that that carries it through that movie. Um, She does not overcomplicate it. She Mm -hmm. does not overact. She keeps it really solid, really basic um, as far as her character, but really real and just genuine. And I think that's what's so great. Um, Her character feels incredibly personable and, and just very realistic. And I think that that is just a credit to her. I think it's, I don't think that that's easy to do. And just because it looks effortless and simple doesn't mean that it is. Um, and so I think she did a fantastic job. She was also hilarious. Her, she was. Her comedic touch was just prime. I mean, she was, Andy Samberg is great comedically. We all know that he's been doing this for many, many years. Yeah. She went punch for punch with him. I mean, yeah. she was hanging in there and totally delivering some great one liners. Um, I was very impressed. I really want to see her and more. I think she, was very very good yeah she definitely got on his level um one thing that i've i've loved about her specifically in how i met your mother it's probably her most iconic role to yeah, date for sure is that she i was like okay ted can marry her you know like right she's such a good actress that i was like yeah this this is fine that's why it's so much more devastating when you reach the end of that that show and it's like well, that sucks. Dude, don't remind me <laughs> that show. Ooh, Spoiler alert. Worst, yeah. ending, worst <laughs> ending ever. Rough. Uh, so I went with uh, Andy Samberg for mine. All right. For Oscar goes to. 
I always admire comedians who never drop the ball. They keep it in the air the whole time, mm-hmm. and especially in a film. And Andy Samberg has just effortless, effortlessly came into our lives in SNL, obviously exploded SNL digital shorts. And when you see him in this movie, he doesn't miss a beat. He doesn't miss a joke. He he actually, in my opinion, lands every single one of them. He does. And You're the right. effort that takes is astronomical. Mm-hmm. It's astronomical. So I just had to go with him because I've seen him in other films that he's done, uh, where he's the where he's the main character. He he's been in, he's been in other films where he's the supporting character, kills it every time. Uh-huh. This was his first role as the as the lead uh, male antagonist, uh, where I was like, he did it. He did it start to finish. Great job. And so that's why I had to pick him because I've always been rooting for him to do that. Yeah, I think that's a great call. And I'll I'll pile on because he's my scene stealer, Andy Samberg. Hey-o. Um I think I'm gonna do that for now. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Every that's time your, you say that's something. your bit. Okay, I'm down. I'm down. Um yeah, Andy Samberg, I mean, I think a lot of what you said is is totally spot on. I'll add that I think this movie has a very unique brand of humor. Yes. And, and one that is sort of iconic and 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 just just it it is unlike a sense of humor that you would expect in a movie i I found myself laughing just because i was surprised at what they said you know and not because it was crude or or vile or anything like that but just because it was a really funny punchline that i wasn't expecting i felt like so many times they were setting me up for something else and then hitting me with something totally different and it was getting me every time i mean we watched this movie together we did and we laughed a good chunk of the time and Mm -hmm. it's been a long long time since i watched a comedy that made me do that like actually laugh out loud instead of like in your head like oh it's pretty good you know yeah like actually belly laugh i mean we've been talking about the comedy genre is in a tough place i I don't think we have juggernauts who are carrying it like they used to you know the adam sandlers of the world the will ferrells of the world aren't really making great gut busting humorous movies as much anymore um this felt great (laughs) i thought it felt really smooth and easy and different and new and i credit a lot of that to andy sandberg because like you said his comedic delivery is just on point throughout and and he does a good job actually so i've never watched like brooklyn 99 or anything it's something that i want to watch but just great acting chops on him yeah. i mean just really good and i thought that um well i felt like Kristen miliati was sort of the emotional um contrast or like the emotional yes. like what word am I looking for? Conduit. I don't know. Like sounding board. Sure. She, yeah. She was like the echo chamber. That's what I was looking okay. for. She was like the emotional echo chamber of the movie in the sense that like she was the dynamic. She was providing the, the depth and the emotion. He did a great job of that too. Mm-hmm. And there are times in this movie, um, he is the lead, but, but he, there is a point in this movie where he's sort of, left to drive the emotion of the movie alone Mm -hmm. and he does a great job yeah it was a very good duet between the two of them yeah they're very Um, they're very well suited to each other yeah so it was it really was like a dance you saw you saw his story you saw her story and you saw their story together um all intermixed it wasn't like all andy then all i already forgot her name i'm so sorry Sarah. sarah well, I mean, her her real name is Kristen. There Miliati. we go. <laughs> so all all Andy, all Kristen, then together. No, it was interspliced so so nicely too. Yeah. So that was really fun. Um, my scene stealer, get ready for your ao. Uh, is going to be J.K. Simmons. Yes, Thank ao. You. There you go. <laughs> um, so Academy Award winner J.K. Simmons. This man <laughs> could do 
any it's true boring mundane act yes and i would watch it for hours yes i've always thought to myself what if there was a movie where someone literally just went about their day and nothing happened? <laughs> Could it keep my attention? And if J.K. Simmons did that I love from it. start to finish, wakes up, makes coffee, eats some cereal, goes to work, nothing exciting happens, yeah. and the movie ends at the end of his day, I would watch that. Because when he is on screen, he expresses without any kind of effort you don't know if he's angry in a single moment. If he's well, he's always angry. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like like a Bruce Banner. That's his trick. Uh, you don't. He, he in a single moment he's bringing all that. He's bringing anger. He he's bringing joy, fear, uh, uh, sadness. He he seems like he's doing it all at one take. And that's why I think he could do something like that. And that's why I just I just love when he comes on screen. He lights it up. He commands the camera like no one else. So, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I love him. I, I love J.K. Simmons. He's awesome. And very much deserved his Oscar for Whiplash because he was so good in that movie. So. Yes. Um, cool. Yeah, shout out to the casting director. I mean, can we give a round of applause for the casting director? I mean, they, they killed it. I don't know who's responsible for it, but man, I mean, just great. We're going to give him some pops. Pops. All right, <laughs> I'm down. Um, but yeah, I mean, just really good, well, well gelled cast. I mean, they they did a great job. Okay, moving on to Showstopper. My Showstopper is actually the storytelling in this movie, which I thought was very tight. Um, it is easy for a movie with this plot line to meander and not get to the point or get caught up in the novelty of its concept, but they were very self-aware. I think that the, the screenwriters and the director um, understood that this is not a new concept to anybody. And so they're going to find new ways to explore the novelty of the concept, but they're not going to overkill it. You know, of course they did a montage of like different funny time loop things. You mm -hmm. know that that's coming, but they did it in a way that was once again, unexpected. They set you up for it, but then they do some unexpected things yep. and they didn't milk it. And that's key. Um, a joke is only funny if you tell it the right number of times. And, and a bit is only funny if you don't overuse it. And they did a great job. Just really solid self-awareness. I mean, I think whoever was in charge of making sure certain scenes didn't make it in did a great job. Mm -hmm. um, and just, it's really beautiful. I, I mean, I just really, I thought that, the, again, simple but profound. Just really human, really powerful but not beating you over the head with themes and and that's important yeah. too um, because themes are only good i think when the viewer discovers it on their own and doesn't feel like they were you know forced into it mm -hmm. <laughs> or bashed over the head with it you know i think themes are powerful whenever somebody's like oh i get what they're trying to say that's really clever and this movie had a lot of that for sure yep um Showstopper. So, showstopper for me, I is I don't have one. Oh, uh, <laughs> we've never had this before. But, and this one's really weird because, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I liked the movie, uh, but like in terms of showstoppers that I've said in the past and claimed in the past, like, yeah, I, I couldn't pick one, but not for any bad reason. Okay, so uh, <laughs> yeah, there's that. That's fine. <laughs> it means that it was. It was just such a good, just such an easy watch that yeah. it, it was so consistent. So maybe that's my my backwards uh, showstopper. It's consistency. Yeah, uh, that I was like, all right, cool. It didn't do one thing better than the rest. 
Yeah, there wasn't like, why couldn't they have the stakes at this level the entire movie or arced it here? It was just like, hey, this is this is a fun ride. Yeah, love it. I think that works. Okay, cool. Um, director shoes. Um, interesting one. It's it's very small. It's very nitpicky. It's really just they could have gone farther. I mean, it's a ninety minute movie. I think that they. It had a little bit more legs than that, honestly. I think they could have done more. I think they could have gotten weirder. Um, it was comedically even. I think they could have hit us with more jokes, even though we did laugh a good time of it. I think just like, don't be conservative. You've got a good concept here. You've got a good vision. Um, and while that may seem a little tr- contradictory to me saying that it was tight, I think there was room for more exploration of some of the stuff that they teased at too. So, I mean, it's, it's nitpicky and it's, it's very small, but I think, you know, don't hold yourself back. Just do you. And they had a really, this movie had really great personality and character too. It is very charming, just a very mm-hmm. charming movie. So, um, yeah, like you said, it was a nice, easy watch. You could smile throughout the whole thing. So I wouldn't have minded if it went on a little bit longer, as long as they weren't wasting that time. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So my director's shoes is similar to, um, similar to Eurovision a little bit where they kind of derailed just a little bit. Like for the most part, I I agree with you. Like it felt consistent. It felt, um, it's felt very tight, but there was a small section of the movie, which this is critical because it is only a 90 minute movie where the rules change to the world. And Mm. it, it wasn't unnecessarily like a huge subplot step like Eurovision did, but the rules changed and then they didn't matter again. And then they went back to the regular story. So that's that just don't do that. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So, so I, I want, I'm going to push you a little bit to okay. elaborate on that just because I think to the normal person who's watching a movie, I, I, I get what you're saying because I've talked to you about this, what you mean whenever you say the rules change, if you yeah. can explain that in layman's terms, okay. I think, so like so in the world of uh, in the world of like a concept of a movie you, you so if it's based in realism well then the the main little girl in the movie can't suddenly become telekinetic sure um, in, in the in the world of a film where okay we're in a time loop and we are we're in love and no matter what we're gonna be in love and then they go back and forth on that so many times or I'm so in love with you I'm not in love with you or I don't it's yeah. No, no, I get it. It's easier with the, with the far-fetched uh, sure. uh, analogies than, than closer to what this was. But when you sidestep that and you break the rules that you've established, and those rules are always established within like the first 30 minutes of the film. Yes. Uh, it always goes back to, always goes back kind of to Chekhov's gun. Show me what you show me in the beginning of the movie. I better see it at the end of the movie. Yes. Um, yeah. I hope that makes sense. No, it does make sense. <laughs> it's actually perfect. I, I just wanted you, I, I, I mean, I know, it's, it's something that you talk about because I think you have a really good sense for it. And it's something that, to your point, I think is very necessary for a movie to be successful, for the rules that it sets out to be yes. followed. Because if you if you aren't thinking about it that way, which some people I, I, I would bet just don't. I didn't used to until you know we had the conversation about it. Yeah. But you get this uneasiness about you. And the reason that you get it is because the rules have been broken. And so you had been set up with an expectation of something. And it's not that they can't give you something that you didn't expect. Right. They can. Yes. As long as it plays by the rules that they've established, as mm-hmm. long as you could have figured it out under normal circumstances. It's kind of like in the movie AI, everyone, 
is super confused or absolutely hates the ending of AI with right. Haley Joel Osment and Jude, and Jude Law. Um, that's because it's pretty far-fetched. By the end of it, you're like, what What in the world? Yes. If you haven't seen it, there's aliens that come in the end of the movie that have not been present in the entire movie. Yeah. Um, and some can kind of tell you that maybe there's a little bit of that in the beginning, but for the most part, no. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm on the fence on it still, you know? Right. But if you don't have those that clear direction in it, you, you just, you lose your audience. And you're right, how you, you feel kind of, where am I in this movie anymore? You just kind of feel like you're free-falling, yeah. like, what's the next part? Where it's When is it going to catch me again and, uh-huh. and hold me like a little baby? Yeah. Uh, and that's what that's what it was. The example I use is there's this book called The Murder of Roger Ackroyd. It's written by Agatha Christie. Okay. And it breaks the number one rule of detective fiction, which is the narrator can't be the murderer, you know? And, and in that, in that book it is. And when you get to the end, you're like, ah, you cheated. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to trust the narrator. That's my one thing that I have as the reader. That's my one thing that makes me feel safe and comfortable. That's right. So when you flip that on me, now I feel like nothing is real. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. The only way you can, you can work that. And it's, it still follows the rule is if the narrator doesn't know that they they did something. right. Right. So like, Perks of being a wild wildflower, you know, the kid has had severe trauma that he unfolds later yes. on. Like um, uh, Dexter, he's the narrator, but he, but in that sense, you know, he's the murderer, right? right. In, in the Dexter f- uh, books and stuff. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. You, you have to be able to trust your narrator. You have to be able to trust your storyteller, which is the director. Yep. Love it. Good stuff. Boom. Very good stuff. Okay. Let's go to overall thoughts and score. Um, I want to I want to make sure that when I say that it's charming and it's an easy watch that I'm not making I'm not downplaying the movie. It's it it's not a quaint movie. It is very purposeful and it has great themes and it's very profound like I said. Um, but it's also easy to watch. And I think that that's a, it makes it a powerful movie and one that is just really great and and among the year's best for sure. I think that they could have gone farther with it. I think that um, you know just in general um, the concept had more that could have been explored. I think that they played it slightly safe. I'm giving it 8.5 out of 10, which I think is a great score. I think it's a great movie. Um, but yeah, I don't really have much more to say on it than that. That's good. You know, I, I love that you called it charming. Uh, in my mind, it registers as that. Like as soon yeah. as you said it, I was like, yeah, that's really what it is. <laughs> because uh, the the two main actors are charming. Mm-hmm. That you know they they have this ability in this time loop to do whatever they want, uh, and they don't create chaos. They create fun little uh, trysts as as they go about <laughs> yeah, <laughs> their exactly. day. That's repeated and repeated and repeated. Uh, I've re- I recently for the first time watched My Cousin Vinny. Oh yeah, good one. Yeah, and yeah. that's a charming movie. It's it's hilarious. Yeah, it has great great structure. It has a little bit of drama thrown in there. And in a way, there are there are things that repeat in that film, like when Joe Pesci keeps trying to find a place to sleep, to sleep, to sleep, and then you have the re- repetition, obviously, in Palm Springs. So that that kind of reminded me of it a little bit. So I, I totally feel you on that. But man, break the rules, and you're on my hit list. But regard, despite that, I'm still giving it a decently high score. I'm gonna go seven point two on this one. All right, sounds good. All right, so that is Palm Springs. It's on Hulu. It's probably among the best new options that you have for entertainment right now. If you have a Hulu subscription, it's definitely worth the, uh, to check it out. Um, it has a high rewatchability to it. Don't you think this oh, movie definitely, yeah. definitely one you can turn on. I think that charm gives it that, um, my cousin Vinny definitely falls into that category too, as far as being rewatchable. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
give this one a shot. Could end up being one that you throw on in the background fairly often. Yeah. Because it does have the laughs for sure. It does. This movie, real quick, this had some incredible IMDb trivia that I, Ooh, I, I just can't. Love it. I can't not read this. This is pretty fun. Um, I will say that with all IMDb trivia, there is like a hint of uh, fakeness to it. <laughs> There's an asterisk. There's like a lightly, <laughs> lightly shaded asterisk next to yeah, all of it. Like I think I've mentioned before when I went to go see the new um, CGI Grinch with Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> they're like, it was highly traumatic seeing, what's the dog's name? Max. It was highly traumatic seeing the Grinch eat Max halfway through the <laughs> yeah, film. Yeah, right. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And that didn't happen. Like, so there's yeah. a little bit of, there's there's a little bit of fact checking that we have to do. But here's some of the ones that sound real. Um, Palm Springs broke the record for most viewed Hulu release in its first weekend on the streaming service. So that's huge. Yeah. Um, holds the record for biggest sale of a film at the Sundance Film Festival. Uh, $17.5 million and 69 cents. It beat the, the previous rector, record by 69 cents. <laughs> so obviously, that must have been like just a silly joke to like throw some change in there. Um, he, Andy Sabberg admitted that there were multiple endings written and shot, and they held these for private Ooh. friends and family. Now, that, that intrigues me, because I think there are a couple of ways they could have gone about this. Yeah, they really could have. Because even you and I were sitting there sort of debating about what was going to happen and kind of throwing out our best guesses yes so that's interesting so that that one really gets me um and then i'll say i'm gonna skip some garbage in here uh doesn't matter doesn't matter this one was interesting so you never know exactly how long this time loop is going uh they they allude to they allude to lots of years they allude to a couple of weeks uh this is fun not really a spoiler it's it's really neat that uh andy sandberg admitted somewhere uh, to 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 a writer that he was trapped in the time loop for over forty years for in this <laughs> film, which is hysterical to think. I have so many questions about time loops, though. Still, oh yeah, we were, we were debating it as we watched it. My questions are exceptionally stupid too. Like, if you eat something the day before, <laughs> do those calories stay in your system the next day? Could right. you get fatter in a time loop? I guess is my question. Also, what if you like went on like a a crazy diet and you were like P90Xing? Would it matter when you re when you wake up the next day? My guess is no, but right? I don't know why. I don't know why either because <laughs> you're still living through there. Yeah, it kind of sucks because like if you're like I have all this time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I have all get this like time. I'm gonna get super ripped, you know. And it's like that doesn't matter. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, interesting. All right, well those are good fun facts. Um, speaking of time loops, let's uh let's do our schoolyard pick, which this week is. The schoolyard pick of time loops. And if that doesn't make sense to you, let's elaborate a little bit. So it's the schoolyard pick of time loops you would like to be stuck in. So scenarios that you would like to be time looped in um, for an indefinite period of time, presumably forever, mm-hmm. which whatever forever is. Because I guess, you you know, in this movie, they establish you can't die in a time loop. So which was that established in Groundhog Day? I can't remember. I don't remember either. Yeah, I'll have to rewatch it. Rats. Sorry, guys. That's, <laughs> that's something we should know. But anyway, um, so these are time loop scenarios you'd like to be stuck in. And Kirk, you have the honors. Me? Yeah, you're first. All right. Um, how about being stuck at a at a day at Disneyland? Yeah, that was on my list. You jerk. <laughs> I mean. There are very few and far things that are that are above that. Uh, yep. So I had to take it because, 
like you would just get to go and ride all the rides you would be able to get your fast passes um i don't know i feel like i would just like get a credit like file for a credit card every day like right outside of the park oh yeah and right. then just, and just go, go just for it spit, max out the credit card and then just go to disneyland every day i guess if you ever exit the time loop you would have to deal with the consequences <laughs> of that credit card decision i guess maybe maybe you would and i guess the only downfall of that is standing in line infinitely at disneyland unless you get all the fast well passes. i think yeah so the lines would be the same every day mm-hmm. so you could plan it out to where you're maximizing your time That's everywhere. True. Yeah. And I think you would just do something different every day, right? Yeah. Like, I'm always feel like when we go on Disney World vacations or Disneyland vacations, like, I'm always sprinting everywhere because I'm like, this is my one shot. I have to do everything that yeah. I want to do. And inevitably, you just can't. And so I'm like, man, it would be so cool to come here one time and just like, tool around Epcot for a really long time and look in all the shops and, you know, just like kick it. Yeah, that's true. So I think I would take some time to do that for sure. I like that. Just a leisure trip. Usually it's it's a hustle. Oh, man. It's a grind. <laughs> it's like sprint everywhere. Destroy your feet. Destroy your back. Sweat. Get sunburned. It's just like death, 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 but also super fun. It's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one to come off the board. I'm a little angry about that. Same. Um, well, I think an obvious pick, I'll take it, is Christmas Day. I mean, I mean, you could pick any Christmas you want, I guess, in this scenario. Man, I had a great Christmas as a kid where I got a drum set and a Nintendo DS for Christmas, Ooh. which was like, I never in my wildest dreams imagined that happening. I still remember that day very vividly. It was incredible. So I would relive that Christmas over and over again. You get, you can eat, I mean, if you don't gain weight, you can eat endless shortbread cookies or whatever Christmas treats you like. Yes. There's like, you know, there's usually like a Christmas dinner or breakfast or something like that. In like, I mean, you'd probably get tired of your presents and stuff, but maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you would just learn to enjoy like the fun and the euphoria of that. Right. I know, I know like in some time loops you get, like you would get tired of stuff, but maybe you would enjoy just like that. I mean, this is the wholesome side. Maybe you would just enjoy like having that time with your family, knowing they'll never get older and like. Especially if you're a kid trapped in a time yeah. loop, which was not explored in Palm Springs. That would be pretty neat to figure out what, what are the effects there. I feel like, I mean, kids love repetition. It makes them feel safe. It, you know, they have expectations. So, like, if you got to open up the same thing over and over again, you'd be like, this is the best, you know. Yeah. Uh, I had a, a fantastic, spectacular uh, Christmas one year where I got every single Power Ranger and I think oh, two Zords. Oh, nice. Same Christmas morning. It was incredible that's a game changer so yeah i think christmas day is a is an easy one i'm gonna take the non-cynical route and say that i would not get tired of it yep your second pick my second pick this one is ironic Ooh. (laughs) i'll tell you why is it um alanis morissette concert (laughs) (laughs) see what i did there no it's not (laughs) but i'm going to pick the very first time we recorded our podcast. Oh, isn't that sweet? Because it was exciting. Yes. It was stressful. It yes. was exhilarating. I felt accomplished. <clears throat> and if you remember, Cameron, we had to record our very first episode twice. Yes. On the same night. How could I forget it? That's why, you know, time loop. I've, I've lived through a time loop. 
I've never been as devastated as I was <laughs> after we finished our first episode. I felt really good about it and then figured out we had none of it recorded. None of it recorded. Not even a second of it. We hit record, but then there was like a, like a shortcut key that we hit that we thought was correct, and then it was gone. Yeah. <laughs> and so then from memory... We accidentally hit play instead of record. That's right. And so the timer was running, and mm-hmm. so it looked like we were recording. Yeah. But we weren't. They're just playing empty air for yeah. an hour and a half. And then we just re-recorded everything trying to map out and structure the exact same things that we had said. <laughs> it was so hard. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Still ended up being a good show, though, I think. It, it was. In retrospect. It was a strong first episode. Yeah. Because we had a rehearsal. That's mm-hmm. what it was. I'd, I'd relive that. I thought it was uh, hilarious. Um, and uh, it was it would be like living through two loopholes. Or if I went back to it, maybe I would say, hey, Cam, double, double check that button. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then it would be even more amazing. You know? True. That's a good one. I love it. Um, all right, I'm gonna go, and this is not this is not me like pandering. I'm going my wedding day. Yeah. My wedding day was lit. I had such a great wedding. Like I cannot say enough about like the people we invited to that wedding, everybody that we had in the bridal party, like everybody who showed up. It was just an all out party. It was so fun. Everybody danced. It was just, it was great. I remember. Like, this is going to sound bad. I remember kind of dreading my wedding because I'm not, like, the dancing type and whatever. But it just was so much more fun than I ever anticipated. So well, That's because you danced with me on your wedding day. It's true. <laughs> I did. I did. And it was magical. You also lifted me up on time of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. Time of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, I think I'll, I'll never forget those that lift. Yep. It was magical for sure. Uh, can I pick my wedding day as well? That, no. Of course you can't. <laughs> you <laughs> cheater. <laughs> Dang it. Um, I guess I would choose. I would choose my honeymoon because here's why. That's not one day. What? That's I would not choose the first day of <laughs> my <laughs> well honeymoon. Well done. <laughs> because, okay, so here I was. I got married at 21 years old. And I, you know, I obviously have traveled a little bit in the, in the area, but we went on a Bahaman cruise. Mm-hmm. So my wife and I, we, we, your sister, we drive down to Florida. We get on a cruise ship all by ourselves, and we are the adults. We are the rule makers. We get on this giant cruise ship. I buy a soda pass so I can drink soda 50 times a day for yes. 40 bucks for one week, and we just did nothing. Nothing. That's what's great. You sat by the pool up there. You watched the open water that you were just uh, surrounded by. There were no clocks on a cruise ship. That was exciting because you didn't have any commitments. You just wandered around and did whatever you wanted to. Yeah. Pizza buffet. Yes. Yeah. Um, And my favorite part, because I absolutely love naps. We took a nap every day. Yeah. And whatever time you want. Anytime. You know, like I take naps at eight o'clock. We established this <laughs> eight o'clock at night. We would take a nap at like 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Sure. And then go eat dinner. It was fantastic. Yeah. And it's like, oh, whoops, I missed the fancy dinner. Big deal. I'll go eat pizza buffet or right. soft serve ice cream until my eyes bleed. Like just so, whatever you want. So what better way? It's very similar to the Palm Springs atmosphere. They're, they're basically at a resort. Yeah. And I would just have this own private island of a boat forever yeah i love it thank you um okay i am going to choose 
the day after you mow the lawn. Ooh. <laughs> right? Right? That there is a surge of yeah. just peace that just came That's over me. That's a good one, right? You <laughs> wake it. up, you you pour yourself a cup of, I guess you pour coffee now, you <laughs> jerk. Pour yourself a cup of something. You open the window and you go, ah, I don't have to deal with that crap today. <laughs> it's a good feeling, man. Did you mow the lawn today? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, so here, here's the thing. Listen to this purgatory that I'm stuck in right now. Okay. Okay, so this is going to take a while, so bear with me. I'm ready. I used to live in the city. I had a very tiny yard. Um, I had an electric mower that was corded. Made total sense in the city, right? Mm-hmm. Don't have a big yard. I can mow my corded little thing around. It's lightweight, easy. No problem. My new house has a much larger yard. I would argue probably three times the size, maybe even four. I don't know. It's big. It's accurate. Um, I still have my corded mower. Not good. It's a recipe for disaster. So I have to hook up a really, really long cord to it. It looks absolutely preposterous. I'm sure my neighbors <laughs> laugh at me all the time. Well, well, I uh, here here's what happened. I lost the cord in the grass because it's super long, and I mowed over it. It went, ooh. Yep. Which is fine. You can just switch out the extension cord. So I was like, eh, I'll just get it, get a new extension cord. No problem. Got one. Went to plug it in. I had blown the GFCI, oh. which I was like, crap, no big deal. I can fix that. But you know how these things go. Those projects kind of slip. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, no problem. I'm bummed, but whatever. I'll just borrow my brother-in-law, our other brother-in-law, Ryan. Yep. I'll borrow his mower and do the job. And so I borrowed it. Well, my dad texts me and is like, hey, I'll send my mowing guy over. He can do it. I was Sweet. Like, even better. I'm not going to mow. So I let the I let Ryan's mower sit in my garage, and I waited for the other mowing guy. Well, scheduled conflicts happened. Didn't work out. My grass got really long. So then I was like, okay, I'm taking matters into my own hands. I'm going to hire somebody else to do it because uh-huh. now my grass is too long for Ryan's mower to handle. Okay. And that company canceled on me four times, Kurt. What? Four times. And they had the gall to call me on Wednesday and be like, hey, you know how we were going to come out today? Yeah, we're not going to be able to make it till Friday. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I want it for free, you jerks. Four because times. if I get fined by the stupid homeowners association that I have in my neighborhood for long grass, I'm sending that bill to your guys' house. <laughs> That's right. Because you guys suck. And my grass is so long, Kirk. Oh, my gosh. It's so long. It's so bad. I know my neighbors hate me. I know they do. Are they doing it for free? They don't know that they are, but they're going to. I'll tell you that right now. I'm going to go full Karen on them. I'm going to unleash the power of the Karen on them because this is ridiculous. You can't cancel on me four times. Yeah. They're like, and oh, dude, what's hilarious is they they sent me my my confirmation. So they're supposed to come out tomorrow. Okay. Uh Right. This is like, they were like, we promise we'll be there Friday. And they sent me an email confirmation and they were like, by the way, if your grass is too long, we'll start. We'll charge you a long grass fee, and I'll be like, "Well, you are the reason that my grass is too long." So we're gonna have quite a battle. So I'll keep oh you guys posted on that whole thing. Oh, this this is very so. No, exciting. Kirk, I did not mow my lawn today. I did not. Thanks for asking. I just thought, since you mentioned it, <laughs> that maybe today was a really great day for you. No, but I want every day for the rest of my life to be the day immediately after my lawn was mowed. I've threatened Aubrey so many times that I'm just going to scorch the grass and put turf in. Oh, I've considered that. Just pour gasoline on it and That's just let it, it go. Because it's the worst. Mowing the grass it's the is worst. the worst. It's the most fruitless labor. 
Yes. Because it just comes back. I really, I, I, that's what I look forward to. I want to be at the point of life where I can hire a lawn service who doesn't cancel on you that comes every week. Because that is the height of luxury. It is. I was like, oh, dad, you're rich now? Okay. You went and got rich on me? Okay. All right. You got a lawn service now? All right. <laughs> that's how I felt, man. It's so true. <laughs> Marriage, I, <laughs> kids. Lawn mowing yeah. service. <laughs> That's the pinnacle, man. That's the top of the mountain. That oh. is the peak of life. Okay. I don't even know where we're at. I think you're on your third. I, I'm no, on no. my fourth. Fourth. Okay. I'm going to go with the uh, square pick of time loops. <laughs> Just as a reminder. <laughs> yeah, that's where we're at, guys. For, for me. Uh, the first time I saw Inception. Oh, I love it. It's a good one. Yeah, I remember where I was. There was there was nothing like it. There the, there was no movie like that before that, and a lot of movies have taken their style based off of that. Even though it's not about dreams and whatnot, but you can see it uh, just echo throughout other other genres of film or other subcultures of film. That's not a thing, but you know what I mean. Yes. Uh, so I just remember being just completely in awe, completely blown away, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm so ready for freaking Tenet to be released right? because I'm ready for another moment like that. Dude, what if Tenet sucks? Oh, oh, no. And I'm not talking about like kind of bad. I'm talking sucks yeah, so bad. That would be, that would <laughs> tank Christopher Nolan's career. Do you think it would? I think it would. I don't know, man. He's got a really dense resume. He would take a hit for sure. I don't, I don't think that people would forgive him for that. He has made such a big deal yeah, about Tenet. all the anticipation. It's true. You're right. I, I don't think it will suck, but I'm just saying, what if it did? What if it did? Okay, what's really funny is my next pick is also related to a Christopher Nolan movie release day. <laughs> Oddly <laughs> enough, in that very specific scenario. Um, the day that I saw The Dark Knight for the first time. Excellent. And here's why. You may not know this about me, Kirk. <laughs> actually, do. actually, I, I think you do. I saw The Dark Knight three times in 24 hours, and you saw it one time with me during that time. <laughs> I did. I saw it at midnight, the premiere. Um, obviously, it was whew, so good, incredible. I don't think you were with me for the midnight release, were you? I was not, no. Okay. I was playing um, drums in a musical at the community college called Lucky Stiff with my sister, so I went to do that. I was getting paid for it, which I was like 14, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is great, getting paid to play drums, greatest day of my life. You made it. Did that. And then saw it two more times. And one time was with you. Mm-hmm. And the other time was with my cousin Kenny. Actually, my cousin Kenny was with me for all three viewings. Wow. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, yes he yes, was yes. in town. And I love I love my cousin Kenny dearly. He's my best friend in the world. So um, what a day. What a great day. And The Dark Knight is still one of my top five movies of all time. It's yeah. fantastic. So That opening scene, could, I still oh, we've, we've, yes. we've discussed this. Like They need to give like a showstopper scene as an Academy Award. They like, really do. This is so well structured. That whole opening sequence, nothing like it. It's so great. So perfect. All right, number five. Um, well, I've crossed off everything on my list. This is also new. Um, I don't have anything on my list, so... Uh, Come up with something. <laughs> Hurry, uh, now. How about... Uh, oh, this is super dumb, but... <laughs> how you only about, had four things on your list? Well, my fifth one was getting married. Oh, ouch. I have a really dumb one, and now I'm second. I'm not going to say it, because here's the dumb one I was going to say. I have no idea why I thought of this. The the day... This would go into the J.K. Simmons movie. The day that I discovered that I liked salad. Uh, 
Wow, that's, that's just really terrible. Stupid. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, how about um, f- finally mastering how to ride a bike, <laughs> not to throw it in your face? <laughs> oh, you we're can't. bringing that up again? We're bringing that up again? Do the listeners even know that I don't know how to ride a bike? We have said it one time earlier. Oh, on. man. Ouch. Yeah, just a reminder. Let's rub just it Just a reminder, guys. I'm a huge failure. <laughs> but I will just say. And if we if we need to prove this at some point, we certainly can. Yeah. I could absolutely ride a bike. I could. Let's. I never um, even really tried to learn. My dad tried to teach me. Still one of the biggest regrets of my life because I love my dad dearly. Yeah. I just didn't even try for him. Mm-hmm. I was like, what do I need to ride a bike for? He was like, what? Every kid <laughs> wants to ride a bike. I was like, no, I'm just going to skateboard and scoot around. <laughs> and he was like, you suck. <laughs> So yeah, yeah he, his verbatim, his words. You suck. Your dad. <laughs> I could ride a bike. If we need to prove it, we'll prove it. It's gonna be like uh, like Phoebe from Friends trying <laughs> yes, to ride a bike. Exactly, it's gonna be that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I would say like when I finally figured it out, the training wheels came off, and the day that I figured it out, like what the pinnacle of success for, for a kid. Like you thought there was no, no, that was the ceiling right there. Yeah, super great. Not to dwell on this. I will but I'm not afraid of falling off a bike. I think that's the key. <laughs> I never was. I'm even less so now. Yeah. You know, cause as an adult, you develop a really healthy hatred for yourself. And so <laughs> if you, <laughs> if you fall off a bike, it's like no big thing, right? You're like, sure. Scratch up my face. Who cares? I hate myself anyway. Right. I guess as an adult, you would also hope you could catch yourself easier than as a child. hundred percent. You know, also I understand the physics of riding a bike. It's torque. I mean, you just got to go, <laughs> right? That's the thing. That's why people can't learn wow. how to ride it is because they take too long to get going. Wobbling. You got to just yeah. go. You yeah. got to just go and the speed will carry you. Yeah. yeah. I got this it's, dude. It's all about balance. As we well. need to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it again with <laughs> emphasis. Okay. My last one. Oh, I'm also out of things because you stole a bunch of mine. Okay, Boom. that's all right. We'll go off. The, we'll go off the. Let's cuff. talk about the day you first tried salad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like that day. <laughs> I remember it like yours. <laughs> no, um, I would say the, the first day of summer break. Oh. Yeah, first day of summer break is always yeah. great. It's just no responsibilities. I'll never forget, man. That last day of school is also great. The feeling of being like. I'm done. Throw all the papers in the garbage. It's over. You know, Mm -hmm. that feeling is stellar. I love it. Um, That feeling would wear off, but being able to just kick it first day of summer would never wear off. Did you ever actually throw your stuff in the garbage? Yeah. Wow. I did. Dude, that's so funny. I was like, um, maybe I need this. (laughs) For the most part, I was, but there was one, there were at least a couple of years I think I eventually, I think it was my later years of high school mm-hmm. where I realized there really just isn't that much carryover. Yeah. You, did you ever look back at your old stuff? Uh, no, but I always saved it until like the first two weeks of the next school yeah. year. No, see, I never like, I got to the point like junior, senior year of high school where I was like, I'm never going to use this. So <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> and just, and so. Oh, it's ceremoniously throwing that crap in the trash can yeah. is like the physical manifestation of how your how your psyche feels. Mm-hmm. It's just so liberating. It's I an outward it. expression of your inner feelings. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so great, man. It's just it's it's so powerful. It's euphoria in its purest form. I love it. So yeah. But yeah, I choose the day after that. I choose the day after where you don't have to do anything. It's the first day of summer. Your parents aren't gonna give you any chores. You slept because in. that is criminal. 
Um, if you did have parents like that, we're sorry. We're very yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's rough. My parents were like, first day, you get a pass. Kick it, veg, eat whatever you want, watch whatever you want, just kick it. You can mow the lawn tomorrow. I would say like first three days, it's like, all right, let them yeah. get relaxed. You know, they did a lot. Sure. Especially in high school. Like, oh, yeah. Like junior year. Like, come on. I needed like two weeks to recover from that year. 100%. So, yeah, I think that's a good day. Great day. Okay, that's five, right? That's it. All right, well, that's our show, guys. Um, thank you for listening. We got a couple announcements to wrap up the show. Um, first of all, we have t-shirts for sale. I've mentioned it a thousand million times, but we still have t-shirts for sale. Um, people are still buying them, so that's good. Thank you to you guys who have. Um, they're awesome. I wear mine all the time. They're super comfy. They are very comfy. Like, legit. We're not, we're not snake oil salesmen. We legit, like they really are good shirts. No, they're like, they're gilded. So like, that's like a pretty, I mean, yeah. uh, uh, like, um, uh, like schools, like your, your, yeah. your master's school. Mm-hmm. I always say it wrong. University of Oregon. Yes. Thank goodness. Um, they, they, well, I got a, I have a gilded shirt from them. I yeah. Think, I think the Star Wars shirt I'm wearing might even good be Good thread gilded. count. They're nice and soft. Yeah. It really is a nice shirt. You could even, okay, so if you already bought one for yourself and your family, you could buy them for your kids. If you remember like back in the 90s, sleep shirts were a yes. thing, like oversized shirts. Right. Throw them in that. You'll have mine and Cam's face on them. Yeah. That, yeah. Hopefully that's okay. And toss them into bed. It's great. It's perfect. Um, Endless uses. It's like a sneed from uh, the Lorax. <laughs> just yes. you can do anything you want with it. It could be a rag. Just buy it. Please. It could be target practice. If you guys hate us, you can just pin it on the wall and throw darts at it. So, I mean, you could do that. Awesome. Um, but yeah, shirts are $18. Hit us up and we'll, we can ship it to you. I just shipped one to Florida today. Real what? talk. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, to Florida. So, shout out Florida. Very cool. Um, so, yeah, there's that. We got that. Um, we're going. We're we're not taking a three week break this time, guys. So don't worry. I don't know what we're reviewing on the next episode because we're keeping it pretty um, fast and loose around here. We <laughs> we don't know what's coming our way. Um, the fifty two week movie challenge blog is still very much underway. Had a really interesting movie last week. We had the challenge was to watch for week seven. We had to watch a movie with subtitles. I chose the Indian film Bahubali. Um, which is a series, and man, such a cool movie. Just like super slow-mo, 120 FPS type slow-mo, and just beautiful visual effects, and just like heart-pounding, gut-busting action. It's just very cool. It's a very interesting movie, and it's on Netflix, so you can watch it for free if you have a Netflix subscription. Which you most likely do. Yeah, and also in that blog, even if you don't watch the movie, I make the case for captions um, Mm -hmm. in, in, in pretty extensive detail so if you've ever been on the fence about captions or if you're just a non-caption person i would encourage you to read that blog because you might change your mind i don't know um week eight of the 52 week movie challenge is on now and it is um, a stop motion movie so we're watching chicken run so if you want to join with us watch chicken run this week and look out for a blog later this weekend mel gibson yes wanted to remind people (laughs) yeah very good um but yeah that's all i've got thank you guys for listening i want to give a special thanks to our executive producer ryan spriggs and of course our original music is by the group rhetoric so be sure to check those guys out on spotify and apple music we will see you guys in two weeks talk to you then